Hi, Mike Gibson, Dean Karakas, coming to you virtually <clears throat> from uh, TCT 2020. Uh, Dean, I, gosh, 25 years ago, we used to have a balloon, the ACE balloon and the probe balloon, getting out in those diagonals with a balloon that had a little wire on the end of it. A lot of the fellows these days uh, aren't old enough to remember those balloons. It was always great to get to those tough spots. And now you have a balloon with a stent on it with the same kind of design. Talk to us a bit about uh, the optimized trial. Well, thanks a lot for uh, having me, Mike. Optimized is a pivotal trial, ID trial for FDA approval of the SVELT uh, IDS, which is an integrated delivery system. It literally is a stent on a wire using Asahi wire technology. Um, uh, and it's RX version, which is the monorail version of the device. This is a very interesting device. Um, the 2.5 millimeter IDS, which is the integrated delivery system, has a 31,000 profile, and the Trio stent has a 32,000. So these are the smaller, smaller than the wires we use for faster access. Okay. Um, they, they're mounted on a low compliant balloon, the virtually non compliant balloon that uses uh, pleating folding uh, technology, proprietary technology to reduce the profile. And the actual strut thickness, it's a cobalt chrome platform, it's 81 microns, but it has a unique polymer. It's an amino acid composite that undergoes enzymatic erosion, not hydrolysis like the PLA derivatives um, in, over about 12 months. And it's very anti-inflammatory. Uh, it's a marked increase in uh, IL-10, you know, the anti-inflammatory cytokines uh, and a marked decrease relative to other polymers uh, in IL-6 and the inflammatory cytokines. So it's, I think that's one of the unique aspects of the device too, is this novel drug coating, uh, which is the polymer that eludes serolimus. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, this is a pivotal trial. It's a classic non-inferiority powered based on Evolve 2. In fact, that's the interesting twist. I was the PI for Evolve 2 also, uh, which is a pivotal trial for synergy approval. This um, basically HCRI, uh, Laura Mori at that time, uh, took Evolve 2 and said we had a 6.5% TLF rate of one year in the control population, which is Bromus element. Uh, uh, and uh, we are going to power off of that with a non-inferiority margin of 3.58% uh, at a uh, significance level of 0.025. So if you use that uh, as a benchmark, and other DES trials have since that time, you know, 8% TLF has come down to 6.5%. But one thing that you should know is that 99% of that control population was assessed with CKMB, not troponin. Okay. And uh, in retrospect, that is a very important fact. So we uh, powered this and had to get at least 1,630, and there are 1,639 patients that were randomized between promise or science, on one hand, that is the control, uh, which are, you know, PVDF, polymer, everolimus eluding, uh, permanent polymer stents versus svelte on the left, whether it was IDS or RX. 
And um, at one year, the TLF rates uh, were 10.3% stealth, 9.5% science promise. So the absolute difference, the upper confidence bound of that absolute difference is 0.8%, actually slightly crosses the non-inferiority margin. Even hmm. the non-inferiority is 0.034, hmm. which doesn't quite meet the yeah, level of significance. But here's the rub, as we say, Mike, and it's very important. I think this trial will inform all future DES trials, very frankly, for the following reason. 25% of our patients were assessed solely with troponin. And if you look across both devices, whether it's the test device or control, Troponin and I were here at my hospital. You know what the upper limit of normal is? One molecule or something. No, less than 0.05, okay? Less than 0.05. It's 0.03. So an MI is 0.09. You know, this is it any surprise that almost 33%, between 30 and 33%, didn't matter which device, has a TVMI. Right. Population. Troponin T, 10%, regardless of device, have a TVMI. Um, CK, CKMB, in the 75%, less than 2.5% yes. TVMI. Yeah. So when you do a reanalysis using sky definition, which accommodates troponin, the threefold was never designed to accommodate troponin, you know, frankly. And we couldn't foresee the evolution in the American hospital system in particular, where everybody now doing troponin in many places don't even do CKMD. Yes. So, you know, it, it really puts a wrench in the TLF is the endpoint, and it ends making us effectively underpowered. So if we powered the trial post hoc now in retrospect, which I, I understand we be critical of, we need almost 5,000 patients. Mm -hmm. So I think the answer is we are not inferior if you do it with a sky definition, highly significantly not inferior. If you do it with a relative non-inferiority mark, which anyone would use now uh, right. in retrospect in the trial definition for MI, you are highly significantly not inferior. Stent thrombosis rate is less 0.38 compared to 0.51, not significant, but numerically less than the uh, science promise. Uh, the TLR rate uh, is 1.5 is still in one year. So, I mean, this is, uh, numerically less than science promise, maybe the lowest ever reported, frankly, in an IDE trial uh, for, you know, 800 plus patients. So I think the device itself performed extremely well uh, from all parameters. Uh, I think the primary endpoint as defined prospectively 
um, is, I won't say erroneous, but it's obviously got limitations now that we know and could not have predicted that there'd be 25% uh, of the patients were solely evaluated with troponin. You know, they were 80% of all the target vessel amides in the entire trial were in that 25% that were evaluated solely with troponin. So, I mean, if you were going to go forward with an IDE trial, let's say you're going to design one going forward today, you would either create a definition that accommodates troponin or right. with a relative non-inferiority margin right. as an appropriate strategy. So I think going forward, this is going to raise the eyebrows of everybody designing IDE trials. Absolutely. And, you know, if your objective performance criteria is based upon trials that did not have that high use of troponin, you're, you're sunk uh, before you even get started, right? You just, you just can't. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Somebody was going to step on the landmine. That's yes. what. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, hopefully uh, the regulators will look at this closely and hopefully this will inform, as you say, uh, Dean, regulatory science moving forward. And hopefully they'll look at the totality of the data rather than just uh, one endpoint. Yeah, no, I, I, I believe so. Because, you know, in retrospect now, the, the uh, issue is obvious at this point. Um, and it's not an issue of the device, it's an issue of the biomarker. That's what right. I Right. But Dean, thank you for sharing this. It's a complicated story and it's something that all of us as trialists and, and practicing clinicians need to understand how complicated it has gotten. Hopefully uh, we can all work together to create a clear path forward and evaluating breakthrough technologies. Thanks for taking time out, Dean. And thanks to all of you for joining us here virtually from 